You're listening to Around Comics, episode 175. Listening to Around Comics, the comic culture podcast roundtable, whatever the hell we call it nowadays. We are Legion. Uh, Expect us. <laughs> this show is a little uh, messed up today. We were supposed to be doing our club episode tonight, yeah. but uh, unfortunately, our, our uh, host Chris could we, not make it. We because... pushed it back two weeks now. Yeah, I know. I know. Two weeks? You, you, yeah, because well, I wasn't here last thing. week. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> we were supposed yeah. to do it last week, and then. I had a thing, and then uh, this week, Chris is sick, I suppose. We are all just, we are all having problems re- reading the book. We're, <laughs> we're all, like, we're all bo- illiterate, and usually we've been able to get other people to explain the books to us. <laughs> anyway, can you read this and tell me what you thought? <laughs> really, could you get more detail on the plot? Have, I usually have my daughter read it to me, and then okay. explain it, and... Uh, but anyway, so anyway, uh, we're not going to be doing the club episode tonight. Uh, we will do it next week, uh, hopefully. Uh, but in in its place, we're going to try and just um, do a normal show. Just do a normal show. Although uh, I didn't read any comics, I read a lot of comics really this week. So it's just going to be Tom talking about comics. And I've made a pretty big. I mean, I've pretty come pretty close to making a pretty big dis- life decision this week. You did. So we'll yeah. talk. We'll, we'll get to that. that. We'll discuss that. And it kind of. I, I told Tom before that when he's talking about one of the comics he wants to talk about, the writer said something. I li- I heard the writer say something that actually helped inspire your move. The uh, the the decision. the decision. Yeah, I'm really surprised that Marv Wolfman would have said anything. <laughs> you never know with that guy. Yeah, you know? wow, that's amazing. He can be incredibly about, poignant yeah. when you Ryan least Wood, expect yeah. it. <laughs> well, I was reading an issue of Teen Titans and it really spoke to me. Yeah. <laughs> But every time that Beast Boy, uh, he's always I cracking decided, jokes. I decided to cut my arm off and replace it with a tiger arm. <laughs> Take a, a paw. <laughs> a paw. Well, uh, before we get into that, I'd like to remind everyone that uh, this episode of Around Comics is sponsored by InStockTrades.com. Uh, I don't have the actual spot in front of me. They but sell all kinds of editions of books, like anything you can think of, hardcover, softcover, um, books that you can't open, yes. books that are just <laughs> yeah. pages of loose, just loose art. Uh-huh. You'll just get a box of art sometimes. Or you'll get a can, two cans connected by two strings yeah. and uh, and an old man in a box that will tell you a story. Or, well, I once ordered something from them, they were out of stock, and they sent a tiny artist in a box to draw me my own comic. <laughs> yeah. And it, it wasn't that great, but wow. I thought that... Extra mile they go do for customer service to make sure I got something. 
It was 35% off, too. They do offer just about everything at 35% or more off, and they carry all the different trades and uh, hardcovers and editions that you're looking for, and shipping over $50 is for free. So go visit InStockTrades.com. And tell them we sent you. Feed your obsessive compulsiveness. I'd also like to remind everyone that uh, Around Comics is recorded from Dark Tower Comics at 4835 Northwestern Avenue. Yeah. In uh, beautiful Chicago. Call ahead and ask for uh, Chris Burnham's book. Yes. (laughs) As everyone else, else it seems, this week has done that. If you're in the area of Shy Vegas, Vegas. (laughs) um, the Windy City, go uh, grab some good food and leave us the fuck alone. (laughs) Yeah. Don't, don't come and visit a delicious us. restaurant. Yeah. We probably uh, why the fuck waste your time? <laughs> I'll just look at you oddly. So that uh, that's that. Uh, that's our intro and everything. And uh, <laughs> I don't like, know where to go with this. People uh, didn't understand uh, when you begin a show. Was, that's an intro. We just introduced. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. I feel like we're, we're like a like a bad comic book now, where we're just expo- we're just uh, it's <laughs> explaining just filled with exposition. Explaining what Here's you the just intro. Saw. And that was the intro. Was make a joke. <laughs> so uh, he can laugh right now. Don't keep doing that. Tom oh, yeah. pointed out that I made a joke just now. <laughs> oh, good lord! It's and Sal told you not to do what I just did again. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, are we going to do top yeah. of the stack? I'm ready to go. All right. So, uh, it's now time for top of the stack. Top. Top of the stack. Of the stack, the stack. That's right. Top of the stack. Our chance to tell you, the listeners, what we've been reading or not. Or what Tom's been reading. Or what Tom's, Tom's been, been reading. And yeah. we'll comment on it. Yeah, yeah, we'll just tell me if I'm asking yeah. questions. Wrong! Like American Idol. I yeah. don't like how you're talking about that. You know, <laughs> I think that you're... I think dog, what's up? I, I'm not you're, feeling you're it, You're Randy. Dog. I'll be Simon. I'm not feeling it, dog. You're not fi- I agree with Randy. It's a little pitchy. <laughs> We've now reached a new low on this show, and we're mocking America. Yeah. It's just a little pitchy. That's what happened. Yeah. Your, take, yeah. your take on that book's a little pitchy. I hate that. I'm drunk like uh, Paula is. Uh, that so. woman is an idiot. I'm She's sorry. on drugs. Well, hey, I don't listen. care. I've been around a lot of people on drugs. Let's save that for our American Idol podcast. Okay. That's right. I forgot we were doing that. we got to talk about life decisions. All right. What, are you, what, oh, yeah. have, what have you been reading, Tom? Uh, my top of the stack this week is Northlanders, yes. number three, written by Brian Wood by Art. With art by David Gianfelice. Uh, I've been reading this from the beginning. It's only three issues in. And the first two issues were okay, but this was the first issue where I was like, oh, yeah, I can see where this story is going. It's kind of like with Scalped, where I read the first three, and it was the fourth one that sort of convinced me that there was Hope actually really gotcha. a longer story that could make sense. It's about um, a Viking named Sven, who at some point in the past left his hometown to travel to the Middle East and became a warrior and a mercenary comes back home to find that his evil uncle Gorm has taken over like the taken over the vi- taken over the village. Viking names. Yeah. And it's and it's got that very sort of basic storyline to it, but there's a nice couple story flourishes in it in the fact that Sven's just like a total asshole. Right. He doesn't have any sort of redeemable qualities really. He um he's manipulating anyone who's close to him to try and get back the uh, the money he doesn't care about ruling the village that he's like the heir to ruling he just wants the money and then he's just gonna leave again uh, another nice another touch to this is and this is the part that I find the most interesting got me hooked into it is the idea of this sort of clash of two different sort of cultures of uh, Gorm being this very superstitious very religious very non-rational sort of person sort of paganist who's, uh, yeah who's mixed in with 
Sven, who's a very rational, very worldly person. Right. Uh, also, the other Vikings don't necessarily think Gorm has it all together either. There's arguments about, uh, during one point in this issue, Sven sets up a situation that someone who's superstitious will think it's a bad omen in one of Gorm's lieutenants is like this is insane why we know it's him doing this why are you <laughs> listening to this crazy you know old man who's telling you this is some sort of sign from a god which i think is a pretty interesting um situation to have set up uh when the series had started uh, some of the pitch for it from brian wood is that i know it had sort of parallels to our own i guess world with politics of the rational sort of meeting the irrational and people whose decision making is based on things that faith, faith, yeah, based on <laughs> faith, some things that some people would say are ridiculous, having clashes with people who you know are rational, and that happens everywhere, and it's probably a story that's throughout time. But this one just happens to be set in a really cool time period of Vikings, so you get sweet sword fights yeah. and like ar- you know archery and giant boats. But uh, I thought it was quite quite a nice story. And I got done, I closed it, I was like, oh, I'm going to keep getting this. Because I kind of had doubts the first two issues. Uh, the art's the arts solid, like most Vertigo books. They have you know, a good quality solid, artist. Good quality artist. Who, who, who is uh, David Gianfelice yeah. does all the art for it. Yeah, the, wrote cover, it the cover artist yeah. is, uh, uh, it's like Massimo? Or? Yeah, something like that. Uh, same same artist who does the Why the Last Man covers. Yes. Oh, okay. Just awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. Awesome, awesome covers. I mean, just incredible. I check out his blog pretty much every day to see what I mean, he updates with all the Northlander covers and everything. And this is a, this is an ongoing? Yes. The first storyline's eight parts. It's three parts, and so I imagine the first trade will be the whole first eight uh and then is he going to go on with different Vikings, or I don't know. It's hard to say where this yeah. story is going to go. If Sven's going to be roped into, I mean, it's got a lot of <laughs> classic features of a lot of stories. You know, here's someone, the prodigal son who left his hometown that sucks, and all mm-hmm. he can say is like, "There's a whole world out there, and here's this shitty town where everyone is sort of spiraling downwards, and no one cares." You know, it's transpose that to any movie about sure. a kid who leaves their shitty hometown. I mean, it's right. got that same element to it. And I can see where it can go a bunch of different directions. It could follow Sven. It could He could somehow be roped into having to stay there, or for some reason he feels obligated to stay there for some reason. Uh, I could see it going any kind of direction. I did read the first two issues of yeah. it, and I thought it, um, it was pretty interesting. I, 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 uh, didn't expect that kind of book. I mean, even when it was announced, I wasn't yeah. sure what they were, you know Brian Wood was going to do with it. Um, I mean, the rest of his work has been urban. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah and that has of, to do with what I was going to tell you. A lot more saying. surprising. I mean, just surprising to see this kind of a book from you. you wouldn't expect it, but uh, and it's action. It's got yeah, a lot, a lot, lot of action, action in it. Uh, it, it kind of reminded me of like. Um, uh, you know, to some degree, like classic Greek mythology stuff. You know, like Odysseus yeah. and and that kind of thing. Um, uh, just in in like I said, sort of those um, uh, iconic yeah. stories. You know, where the, the son returning to the home and, and trying to get his king, you know, uh, kingdom back. That kind of thing. Kind so. of because he only wants the money. But I also think you know what it reminds me a little bit too is it reminds me of Warren Ellis's. Cr- Cressy, Cre- oh Creasy or Cre- Cressy, Cressy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. How you- um, the part where he's talking about how people in the past weren't stupid; they aren't any stupider than we were. It was right. just the situation in which they lived in. 
they didn't have the materials or the access to knowledge to live a better life. Right. They weren't any dumber, naturally, naturally dumber, dumber than, right. than we are. And that's kind of cool to see this Viking story where the characters aren't all like Thor speak. I know some people have a problem with the, the you know, uses the word like fuck and shit in right. the story. And, you know, like, but then the alternative is like... D- you have Doth still, you know, like, it does, if it doesn't fit the story. I mean, there's a place for that kind of language if you're telling a story. Well, I think it might be, because I, I think initially I had a little bit of a, a reaction to the, the main character being, uh, because I think I didn't for, at first pick up on the idea of him being sort of that rational, more uh, worldly uh, character compared to his hometown, which yeah. is a little bit more backwards or, or archaic. Um and so that combined with uh, the language, it kind of threw me a little bit in the beginning, almost like, is this just, I mean, it, it's about Vikings, but is it just going to be a story today, just happens yeah. to be, you know, Vikings, but no, I, I mean, you, you get that after a little while, I think, you, you sort of you start understand. To I like the nice, the nice you know, switcheroo that the, uh, the Muslims of the world are the worldly ones that he attached himself <laughs> to, and that the white, blonde-haired people are the ones that are considered... Uh, well, that kind of goes back to... Uh, did you ever see... It was an Antonio Banderas movie, 13th... Yes, Warrior, I have yeah. seen that movie, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is kind of an interesting uh, take on both sides of it, because it, you have... Uh, 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 I can't think of where he came from now. Um, well, you Egy- have... No, it wasn't Egyptian. You have, like, a culture... I mean, the whole reason why we only we know anything about ancient Greece or any of that is because the Arab world collected much of that knowledge, and mm-hmm. they were the link to any of that classical learning, and they added so much learning to that that really, like, uh, I think this takes place in like the 10th century BC. At that time, they were the sort of font of rational thinking, you right. know, scholarship, and all that stuff, and people in Europe were backwards, <laughs> you know worshiping gods with stag heads you know and that's right and and and, you know in modern culture especially in america i think you get a little bit of that we forget the history of cultures you know we forget that there's now you look at third yeah or or, muslims have been around far longer you know they've been around before 9-11 and there's tons (laughs) of them that aren't terrorists and there's tons of them have added so much knowledge to the world that it's interesting to see a book that kind of visually flips that True. around on you and says, you know, this is not the common. world is more complicated than just like everyone else is stupid and we're smart <laughs> and we're the worldly ones. What? Right. We're the ones that have to go it. teach people democracy. Well, that kind <laughs> of, you know, that actually is funny enough goes to something we were kind of talking about earlier today about uh, the South. Oh, and yeah, how yeah. like the South, we, you know, everybody just sort of, if you hear a southern accent, you sort of take 10, you know, deduct 10 or 15 IQ points off the top. Yeah, well, yeah, living you in know. the north, I mean, growing up here in the north, there's always there's always this uh, stereotypical, what? You're going to go down there? What would you go to the south for? It's like, you know, it's like this stereo- you know, yeah, it's like the stereotype of uneducated. Right. And then recently I just started to go, I, you know, why is that stereotype still around and you know what is it because i won't say that i'm not uh, that i mean obviously growing up in the north you 
you you are you're victim to being a dipshit yourself and falling into those traps. True. There are no dipshits. And <laughs> when I and when I uh, and I, I was walking through my neighborhood and I thought, well, you know, everybody thinks that. Wow, you live in the South. You're uneducated, but yet I'm walking by like you know fucking whores. I mean, like and I'm, not, I'm not trying to be funny. I mean, whores like prostitutes yeah. and drug dealers. Go to Broadway. Go to Broadway on uh, in uh, Uptown. Yeah, in Uptown. If you want to yeah. see like, oh yeah. look, look at what uh, yeah. look, the look mecca, what has yeah. to offer. Look the how mecca. snobby we are, motherfuckers. The mecca of culture and education. Yeah, yeah, and then again, like you leave Illinois, you leave Chicago, and people forget the rest of Illinois is just yeah. you know small town, yeah, small farming communities. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's it's very funny how one side can get very very tunnel vision and snobby, Overblown, and then forget yeah. to actually look in their own backyard and go, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, nobody's got an upper hand, you know. Well, uh, well I uh, I didn't really read much this week, although I did go back and I've been slowly working my way through that uh, anthology from Image Comics called Pop Gun. How is that? It's really good. I mean, it, Greg's it's, working it, on the next one. He is has he? A, Greg has a story in the next one. Greg Titus. Yeah. I, I just, have an anthology thing to mention when you're done. Uh, I've been know. slowly going through it. Um, it's it's a perfect. I found it's a perfect uh, book to have in the toilet because oh. it's so big. Little stories. Yeah. Yeah. Small, you but they're small the toilet, stories. Not literally yeah. inside. Yeah. Not of the inside toilet. the toilet. Mm. Near the it very toilet. clean. In the bathroom. In the in the restroom. With the toilet talk. Um. And so I've just been slowly going through that uh, with my bowel movements. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You can now step away from the, from God the, the damn. <laughs> But anyway, um, it's really good. I just got I just uh, read the Chris Moreno story that he did called uh, Ninja Platypus. It was just, it's just a funny little cartoony story about a ninja platypus going yeah. out for beer. And, um, and they're all, I mean, they're so completely different across the board. I mean, from one to the next, there's no theme to there's them. There's no theme to them? No, not at all. I, I mean, they, I like that. I mean, there's yeah. the flights that are out there, and that's kind of got your indie internet strip vibe that's right. very heavy on, like, you know, guys who, not to say that the flight's bad at all, but it definitely, more of an while the stories feel, aren't a theme, a, there's still an aesthetic theme that they yeah. kind of have going through there. And of course, like twenty four seven, which is really sick, but still like very themed throughout right. with the robots. Uh, I liked the idea of Pop Gun. I, I haven't got it yet because it's giant. It's huge. It's um, a monster of a book. But I did like the idea of it in that you know there really was no just whatever. Well, that's why I've been reading it the way because it's like it's hard for me to sit down and just like go through, you know, 15 of these little stories. They're not very long. I mean, all the stories are very short so yeah. far. They're, they're, I mean, some of them are just like a couple pages. I think there's right. one in there is one page kind of thing. Um, and But, yeah, there's no theme. That, but so far they've all been good in one way or yeah. another, whether it's, you know, just the art alone. I mean, there's so many different artists in it. It's crazy. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, and I like sort of that short story thing to it, you know, where it's just uh, you can go from – Crazy, you know, sci-fi wackiness, uh, uh, or like a Mike Allred to a Jim Mafood right. to you know whoever Chris Moreno to whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's been really good. I've really enjoyed that uh, digging deeper into that book. And, this is cool. I had just finished re- reading uh, Josh Howard's um, Sasquatch anthology that oh. came out through Viper, and it was okay. Yeah. I th- I was the one thing I was disappointed in was that. So many of the stories seem to fall into the same Sasquatch as a superhero thing. <laughs> I was kind of like, uh, you know, of course, yeah. I felt like so many stories were sort of 
It was like, oh, I got this great idea. Sasquatch is a superhero. And then 15 people turned in that story a little bit. It was, right. just kinda, it was almost like a lack of editorial at the beginning of the yeah, process. It seemed a li- I mean, it seemed a little. There was a couple that – there was one that really w- shocked me because it was drawn in such a, a cartoony style. But it had such a sad, sad ending. And I wish I had oh. it in front of me. But it was good because I was the – the ones that stick out to you are the ones that sort of twist what you think is going to happen. You know, as soon as I see, you know, a team of Sasquatches acting like X-Men, I'm like, well, okay, I know what this story, you know, I know how this story is going to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know how this it was up and down. Happen. It was decent, though. I've, some of them are really well written. The art is very nice. And, you know, some of them. How big is that? I want to say like 250 pages. Oh, no kidding. Oh, it's crap. thick. It's like about that. It's like That's 18 cool. bucks. I did re- actually. There was one other thing I read uh, this week that I did like that came out this week was uh, the 12. Yeah, I read two, that too. Second issue. I've really enjoyed that so far. Diamond Jamie. delivered all those I read today. Yeah, they all got delivered. <laughs> yeah. No more in the warehouse. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. fast too. Hey, there's still two there. Yeah. Yeah. Still fast too. I read that they delivered. They they delivered the on first twenty four hours yeah. or something. The first printing was delivered very quickly on the first two issues. <laughs> I've, I've been I've been surprised by it because us. It's sort of odd because that book treads a very thin line. Like it's oh hey. This guy from the 40s thinking, thinks interracial marriage is crazy, right, you know? Right. And it's like, okay, God, we've, how many times have we seen the man out of time yeah. doesn't understand TV? But he actually, I think he sort of saves it by actually giving the characters some emotional depth. And Chris mm. Weston's art gives those it's, characters yeah. so much emotion that you can kind of get past the, oh, it's television, the I'm clunky, used to radio, yeah. you know, the... You know, the cliches and the, you know, people out of time. Yeah, I'll, read, those are, I'll read that in the trade. You'll, you'll pick yeah. that up I'll in the trade? I'll read that in the trade. It was good. I, so far, I've enjoyed it. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I'm a sucker for anything from, if it gets from delivered. the 40s anyway. But, uh, you know, taking those sort of golden age characters and, think the, and redoing something with it in Marvel, I think, is pretty cool. Yeah, I think the art has really given it a... Given a, it more. Yeah. I added think the a lot story, to it. The story is... It's it's interesting, and I think some of the character stuff. But really, honestly, like as far as plot goes, I mean, you don't really know. Well, so far, yeah, you don't. I mean, the first issue I really enjoyed because it twisted it so many times. Like there was like three twists in that for me, just like going, "Oh, I know where this is going," and then it didn't. "Oh, I know where it's going," and then it didn't. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And yet yeah. I still enjoyed it. You know what I mean? So it was like, oh okay. Uh, the second one, it just sort of is now leading off of that, you know, kind of going a little bit further. But yeah, you don't know exactly where this is going. It'll be interesting to see in twelve issues. I think Straczynski does a, can do a good job in twelve issues, and and he's he doesn't have time to rape my childhood. This isn't my childhood, <laughs> no. so I'll be okay. It's somebody's though. It's oh, some, some somebody's. Yeah, childhood. some eighty-year-old is. Hey, you know, eighty-year-olds don't want their childhood raped any more than you do. Some fifty-year-olds like I. Some sixty-year-old sitting around. I remember when I used <laughs> well, to read the Blue Blade when I was the a kid, Blue Blade. and he killed him in the first issue. <laughs> I will stop sequestering myself. They don't know the right terminology. <laughs> I will stop sequestering myself to your vicious attacks on my readerisms. <laughs> I'm dropping. Uh, I read. Scotty, um, yeah, I, I didn't read any. I don't think I started a couple comics, but I haven't. I started Buffy season Did you eight finish, this week. Uh, uh, Punisher. Did you finish? No, it? you know, I, like I read that first arc and then I started the second arc, and didn't um, go back to it. I didn't go back to it. I mean, like part of me was like, part of me, like the art didn't it for you. didn't suck me in as much. And then right off the bat, the guy with like the open wounded face wearing the pla- like yeah, all of a sudden, I, like what 
we'll get what, past that one. Yeah, what intrigued me about the first story, all of a sudden I went, oh, God, this is just a Marvel com. This is just a comic all of a sudden again, it felt like. <laughs> God where, damn it. Where I was like, they got me reading why the is comic. the Punisher fighting a dude with a you know, muscle face or whatever? It just seemed kind of corny right there at, at the least, outset. I think you have to play the Punisher either really hard one way or really hard the yeah. other way. You have to either, if you're going to make, I kind of like when Fraction is done where it's like him fighting all the Spider-Man villains. If you're going to kind of go silly, then yeah. just really just Let go. Let it go. Yeah, yeah, just like get Yeah, ridiculous. but to have it be all like Max line yeah. and then, like I said... Well, I think that's the last time really he good. does something like that where it's... Right. Uh, it, it almost could be a super villain. Yeah. He, he doesn't really do that... Any, I mean, right. there's definitely bad guys, but right. it's more but I'm of fine the with common that. variety yeah. sort of. of I mean, because I like, I enjoyed like, I you know, I enjoyed the tone of like the Daredevil, Bendis Daredevil run, where it's like right. th- there was bad guys, but they were they, the even super villains, even and with powers and stuff, but they were able to root them in the real world right. in such a way that they were believable and fun for the most part. In the rest of his run, it's it, yeah. I mean, there's a couple, and like, it just it didn't help that it just looked silly. I mean, right? The face. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, the art didn't also well, he help. Was a, he was a. Uh, I, I mean, he was supposed to be a, uh, like a bomber, right? Yeah. That what it was? Sounds, he was yeah. supposed to be like. I barely Irish, got into it because I was just like, like a, yeah, because he bombed the IRA yeah. bomber guy, yeah. and but he blew his phone face off. Kind yeah. Of thing. Whoa. Yeah. That's if that's extreme. Yeah, it's kind of weak. Yeah. Yeah. And like um, I said, the art didn't help make it look any creepier. I don't know, it just looked silly. I don't know if it's the third or the fourth. Arc, which is Mother Russia, which is right. one of my favorites. Really good. Yeah, I, I'm really going to move like on. It. I'm going to move on with it, but I actually, um, because I finished Jumper, uh, oh, the yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was a little. I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. The story was really good. It stayed good, and it was a lot of very emotional moments because of you know he had, he's an abusive relationship with his father, and but the story did not go where like when you watch the trailers to the movie, like oh, it's like this. They're like these, po- like these police, yeah. this teleporting, yeah, this teleporting police. There's other teleports, and there's this teleporting police uh, brigade that kind of go after teleports so they don't um, wreck the world. Yeah, and, 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 and with all and, their teleporting. So I'm reading the book, waiting for all that, and it never, never really comes. Nah, it's not in the book. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a different kind of story. Well, it's not really the book's fault, though. Yeah, no, no, it's not. But I mean, it's that was the first time, honestly. That the tables were turned on me, where I thought the movie, the, even this, I haven't seen the movie, but the trailer to the movie yeah. looks so good. What do you think people when uh, people who watch them wanted, and then they're going to be like, "Oh, I can't read the, re- I'm going to read the comic book." And they're going to be like, "What?" what the the hell? Hell? But it's going to go opposite, yeah. like, yeah. "Whoa, yeah, oh, fucking stupid movie." Uh, but no, I, I finished that, and I started another book that I'm very, very intrigued by, uh, and I can't wait to get further in. Is it's called Tunnels. Um, honestly, I can't remember the two. This is written. It's two writers that uh, uh, co-writers, but I can't remember their names right now because I did just started this. Eckle and Jekyll, we'll call them. Yes. We'll call them that. Um, Works for it's me. published by Scholastic, and the actual publisher, uh, whatever his name is, uh, <laughs> you should get a stupid names. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, we I thought we were, we're, we're get... doing the club show oh, tonight. Right. <laughs> this is all freestyle. All right, all right. <laughs> so um, the the publisher that. I, I, that quote unquote discover J.K. Rowling's, but because you know, oh, obviously J.K. Rowling's uh, submitted Harry Potter to many, many publishers, got turned not down. companies, but actual you know people that read her manuscripts and, and yeah, got it, it turned down. And I this was the college students that read manuscripts. Right. And and I this still was don't the, think it's going to be that big. What's that? Tunnels. Um, Harry Potter. Oh yeah, I think no. very <laughs> transient. Yeah, uh, but that guy who discovered that it, this. 
they're saying like this is his next, next big find, next discovery. Uh, yeah, his ne- it's the same guy who found these two. I think they may have self-published it first under a different title, interesting, uh, and on their own. And then when they found this, of course, they're getting all types of crazy advances yes. and wonder. So I think, I mean. Luckily, from me reading it, it's interesting. But when I started to hear all that hype, I was like, oh, they're trying to make make it it the the next next one. But I've. That's almost like a recipe for failure, you know? I thought that, but at the. Like already. Good. I'm about 100 pages in. It's about a 400 page book. And it's a young adult book. Right. But I think that it has the potential. For me to like it more than Harry Potter. What? No yeah. blasphemy. What? Yes. Blasphemy, what sir. It's, so the Harry it's Potter called... fan fiction is just going out the fucking window. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck that podcast. Do they have tunnel scarfs? Um, uh, is there may. a tunnels <laughs> podcast yet? Uh, so we get on the ground floor on that shit. <laughs> there we go. It will be huge. That's it. We found it. Tunnels podcast. Um, the tunnel. In the hole. Fire in the hole. Fire in the hole. Fire in the hole. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's set up in that kind of. in that kind of classic uh, fantasy, that children's fantasy, kind of young adult fantasy world where it's like, what's well, London? Uh, right, a right. father and his son. Is, his father's like Very a... Peter Panish? Hello. Anyway, no, not at all. <laughs> um, his, his father is uh, like um, like a scholar. He works at a local little dingy museum. I mean, it's like, you know, there's some museum that you go in and see like, oh, this is a spatula they right. used 40 years ago. Um, and he hates it, but he, you know, he, he wanted to be an archaeologist and and so he he goes around on the edges of town and does little digs and takes his son. His son's like uh, I think sixteen, and sixteen. So that's kind of his hobby. He's try- he wants to be like his dad, so he's learned how to you know do digs and look for things. Oh, okay, yeah. and amateur archaeologist. Yeah, basically, kinda. and he and he enlists one of his buddies from school. Um, they're not like completely the nerdy guys, but they're they don't they're just kind of the. Ones that nobody pays attention to. You know, it's not like, like the uh, Eli Manning of archaeology. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, they they're digging right, and and slowly you're starting to get a hint that there is an actual under, like way, way, way underground is another world, like not dragons and shit like that, but like a civilization. That that is living like because his dad Mulman? his his so dad will Neil find, Adams. His, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get the reference. Uh, Neil Adams believes that the Earth is hollow oh, and it's been oh, growing. No, it's growing. Or yeah. um, Move on. Onward. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was onward. just a Tom dig. He's, so he's such so a uh, you're such a cynic. I know. So yeah, the the dad often sees these characters. He calls them men in hats. Whatever the you know the, the very pale characters with. You know, very thick kind of goggle-like sunglasses and, and dark coats man. and similar. And um, that was crazy. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, so uh, he sees these characters walking around town and, and of course, and, and then the dad goes missing. So I'm kind of at the point of looking. I haven't got very far, but it's alluding to... They're going to have to go down. Yeah, there's like some... Oh, I mean, cool. And really, really deep. And I like that idea that it's... Uh, unlike Harry Potter, where, yes, there's kind of an alternate world right next to us. that right. I, I like that, but it's conveniently... Nowhere, like right, right. you know, the Harry Potter world. It's like, yeah, it's right there, but nowhere, nobody knows about it. You know, so there's it's never, magic. We don't have to explain it, right? There's not that fear <laughs> that the two, uh, the two converge. Right. And in this story already, you're finding little things where, you know, somebody's building onto their house and need to check something in the basement, and they they make it through a wall, and all of a sudden they're like, what oh. in the fuck is this? Steps that go down <laughs> and down and down feet. and down. Yeah, and then the kid is digging this other tunnel, and all of a sudden he. 
he finds this set of bricks, and at first he thinks it's like, oh, an old train tunnel that that nobody's discovered. Then he gets through the bricks, and then he finds almost this this dome, almost like a crypt or something, with uh, names written in each brick around the room. And this just, you know, this is completely underground. And he's like, what is this? And then all, you know, it's blocked up the next day, and his dad goes missing. So it's like this really cool. And there's a little, obviously, there's. His little dad. Indiana Jones with it, kind something of, like that. I mean, yeah, definitely. Like feel young like Indiana that, yeah. Jones, a little bit, but then there's the mystery. So I can thing. see why people. I mean, just right now, and again, I don't know. They're already working on. The, they're already working on the third book. The oh, second book isn't I'm out yet, that. but it's we on its way. We need to get this fucking podcast. We gotta get this podcast fire in the hole, dude. Fire, fire in the, the hole. hole. <laughs> the tunnel dig podcast. Dig it. Dig it. Dig it. Dig it. Dig it. Podcast. Uh, Dig cast. That sounds really cool. I may have to check that out. So I'm I'm enjoying it right now. Right now. I'm I'm rolling with the hype. You're, right, rolling, you're rolling with, with yep. the hot, the new hot. If it gets any better, Harry Potter, old busted shit. Damn, Whoa. old busted. There's only one. There's only one number one in Scotty's heart and everything yeah. else. Yeah, it's just how it's just yeah. how it is. If, if it's nothing gets against any better, also you're, you're, like, you're either the best. That's or you're some stupid right. kid shit. <laughs> yeah, this is your children. Yeah, I can't I believe I, I won't throw that. away my scarf though. No, no. Your, or your yeah, your your Quidditch rules book, <laughs> or my glasses, or my fake lightning bolt tattoo, Jesus, or, or the kid that you have dressed up like Harry Potter in a room in your house, in a cage. I have him in a box. He can come out every <laughs> Thursday. Tell me how you play Quidditch. <laughs> and I have Casey just sitting there going, Harry Potter. Harry it's been there Potter. since Halloween. Harry Potter. <laughs> um, what else did I read? This? Oh, you know what though? I do want to. Because you mentioned uh, the Northlander, and I said that I had something yeah. to comment. To kind of go along with that. And it revolves Brian Wood. Yes, Brian Wood. I was listening to, I think it was, I think Word Balloon. Yeah, John Suntress. Yeah, yeah with, uh, with him in, uh, oh, with him in um, uh, Azzarello. Right. Was, uh, Brian's. The Brian yes. Show. It was very weird, because Suntress kept calling him, he was just calling him Wood and Az. Wooden as wood, wood as very odd, <laughs> very odd. As wood, I would, I would think, well, uh, I guess he couldn't call him Brian because that, yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, well, it wasn't over the phone. It was in um, it was, it was at, at, at a panel. FX. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. But it was just odd. Well, even hear, so, yeah, it was just weird because you don't often hear like uh, creators just being as. like. Hey, young. Yeah. Hey, you yeah, know, like, like, like your ball players. Like you're slapping on <laughs> like, the butt. Like uh, Centris was like a gym teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wood. Wood. Answer that question. Come on. Get up that rope. <laughs> get up that rope. Um, but on this, uh, you know, when he he was bringing up Northlanders, and I think at first, you know, obviously, like most people probably thought, what an odd choice for Brian Wood to be writing a story not only about Vikings, but a story that doesn't take place in an ur- you know a city, in a city in somewhere, a, you yeah. know, an urban environment. And and he mentions that because obviously he, you know, he gives up. Yeah, with the <laughs> hip hoppers, hoppers, and the jazz clubs. Uh, but he he mentions um, he mentions there about he kind of speaks to that and says living in the city and and I think maybe he I don't know where he's originally from but obviously he's lived in the city for years and years and he actually mentioned now though even with writing that book he, he said something to the effect of he he he's more and more wanting to n- not live in the city like live. Mm-hmm. You know, he, somewhere before like, he'd always wanted to live in the city. Now he's wanting to go out and live. You know, in the kind of stories he's writing with the in the woods, in the country, know, in the country, yeah. um, the and Norse town. 
What's that? In a bleak Viking town. Yes, with people named Cord. Nah, nah, nah. What's your name? Drink mead. Brian. Yes, Brian. <laughs> Brian. I'm Brian. I write DMZ. I, I write comic books. Do you like graffiti? <laughs> they may just kill yes. him right on sight. Yeah. I don't think... Oh! Yeah, it's like 300. Have they put him in a local? ring. Yeah. Have you read local? <laughs> <laughs> Channel Zero, it's advertisement. It's propaganda. Um... So I, I don't know why I'm talking like that. Like why all of a sudden? Why all of a sudden did Brian Wood become like from Boys Town? I know. I think it's to differentiate. Uh, to yeah. Make sure that that's that's how we should do all people's voices. Yeah. If they're not Vikings, <laughs> everything everybody's Anything voice now is not, not a Viking. Yeah, it's not Viking. Like is uh, homosexual. There you go. A flaming. That's a theme. Um, that's a theme in Northlander. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it went along with what I was saying because this week. Or the, you know, I was listening to that, and he, but at the same time, Casey uh, and I were bringing up, which we've talked about for years, is moving away from the city as well. And <gasps> I know, but we've never it ain't like so. like most people is like we bring it up, but we never really do it. Right, oh. just an idea. And, yeah, it's and this time we brought it up, and and part of him saying that, like even hearing that, not, I don't want to say like, oh, I'm doing it because he said that, but it it just happened to be a nice coincidence. Brian Wood told you to. <laughs> yeah, he told me. Hey, would you would you move out of the city? <laughs> I don't like it in the city. I don't anymore. like it in the would city. You, would you go? Um, but we have been talking about possibly leaving Chicago uh, soon. So long, bitches. No, uh, and going to the Nashville area. The Nashville. Yeah. Back to the country. Yeah. Back to the south. The good old south. It's just time, man. It's you time. Just, to, you it's, know, you it's just, rising. You can't. Uh, yeah. You can't display those rebel flags uh, here in the city. Yeah, it's not the same. You know, it's not. It's you not don't the get same. The same. Oh, you know what? I'm going to stop now because I will do something. I will say something <laughs> that, that's going to be yeah. very inappropriate. I, I know I will. I won't mean it. I think it's important to any day now the south will rise, and I think it's important to get there and start a podcast. About it, yes. <laughs> Rise cast, Rise cast. So, uh, cast. So Nashville. Do you have any idea of, of when you might be going? Yeah, or? about th- uh, probably you know beginning of May. Oh, like, three, like, three, like three months already. That's when our lease is up. I mean, oh. that's the thing. Our lease is up here, and uh, it's just time for a change. I mean, we just uh, Casey's a musician. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, so Nashville is a very good spot for you know uh, musicians, female musicians sure. especially. I mean. Um, I think I told you the first time I ever heard her. I was like, man, she, she should go to Nashville. Yeah. She should go yeah. to Nashville. Yeah, I think you even said, like, yeah. she should go to Nashville. <laughs> um, and really, this, I mean, it came down to we've talked a lot about where we should go for years. And, and I just said, you know, you tell me where you would like to go because I can, I mean, I can do my job from anywhere. Right. Um, that's kind of the beauty of it. So she thought about it and brought up Nashville and. I've lived in Tennessee before. This is not near where I lived in Tennessee, and it's, it's actually only about seven hours from here. Uh, but that yeah, seems like nice. We're going to go there in about a week just to check it out and see how see the area and case the joint. Yeah, case bit. the joint, and uh, so I don't know. That's we're gonna we're gonna try it. If we don't like it, you know what? Fuck it. We'll come back. Or There's always uh, Vegas. Yeah, I might move to Vegas. Vegas or uh, you could build Arizona. a satellite. If you I moved to a... Vegas, though, I'd ha- I would I would probably murder somebody to see if CSI would. Find, yeah. figure it out. They would. You don't know what the fuck they're they doing. They would. I, I bet you. Gr- I bet you. Grissom would find me out. <laughs> they would. They always find. They always them. find yeah, out. They, they always find them. Yeah. Hair, you know, yeah. particles you should or some build shit. A satellite. DNA. It's always DNA that circles the Earth, geosynchronous over. Where pick your favorite town, <laughs> wherever, or or maybe your favorite landmark, and just sit up there and this just big enough for you and a table to draw, and then a tube for food to come down <laughs> into your mouth. <laughs> 
You're crazy. What are you man. talking? Yeah, about? I'm just saying he uh, he has enough money to pull this off. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've already or, got the satellite. I just didn't understand the yeah, food thing. Yeah, uh, what you should do is you should be inside a uh, a blimp that floats around the earth, <laughs> and I just pick a state every month. <laughs> yeah, um, and throw down. the anchor, throw an anchor down. <laughs> you know what though? What the, the biggest selling point? Once you know, once I was like, ah, yeah, she, you know, she she'll probably have a little bit better of a chance of doing something with music there, and um. Is it's like thirty percent cheaper? The cost of living is thirty percent lower than right, even, which is uh, I it's mean like, that takes like, that make a rich man that's like thirty rich three million dollars yeah. a year for you. Well, right? that's like I had you better go upwards a little bit more. Buddy. I have a guy that now just like waits outside my door and I have to give him five bucks just to leave yeah. my apartment. <laughs> like that's just, that's just that's, how it is. He's a Chicago. bully. Yeah, that's a bully. Like, yeah, he's like. Sticks out. Yeah, I don't fight him anymore. I'm just like it's a cost of living. Yeah, it's just part of the cost of living <laughs> yeah. in the city. Yeah. yeah. So thirty uh, percent lower though. Fucking a. Oh, that's a lot of money. That's, that's huge. I mean, on a monthly basis. And the Lord. nice thing about your job too is that you're going to get paid the same no matter where you exactly. are. Exactly. The income doesn't change so at all. Sucks. Like my job, if I transfer cities. Yeah. My, I mean, if I went to New York, It'd I would adjust, get paid more. It would right. adjust to the cost of to living. The cost there. Of living yeah. yeah. I'm but sure. I'm, yeah. And if I moved to Tennessee, I'd be <laughs> like 15 bucks an hour. So, yeah. <laughs> Someone beat the shit out of me and I wouldn't get paid. Yeah. I'd just give you forced to do Accountant. tax returns. Yeah. What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> you do, you do uh, that arithmetic? There we go. What do you do? What you account? What do you account? <laughs> what, you do See, that's, you do that's just wrong. You do arithmetic? Isn't this funny? Two I mean, weeks ago, we're dissing Canada. Canada. Well, yeah, we got some Canadians riled. The food's terrible. No, the people who. The people who responded were like, yeah, I did have one good Italian place there, I think, one year. But that's not very good odds. So does this mean you'll start going to BristolCon as your home show? BristolCon? Isn't there a Bristol? Oh, that's Bristol, UK. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I lived in Bristol. There's no con in Bristol. There's the, there's the, uh, yeah, the default, if you live in Tennessee, is that people just go to the, uh, the yeah. one in England. England. Yeah. Oh, look here. No, oh, my God, buddy. I you, took a boat over. Man, I don't even want none of E.S. comic book stuff. I got to go over here, across pond. I don't hear they got a queen. Yeah. Well, you know what? And Nashville's like, I figured if I'm going to move south to a southern state, I'll pick a city that's about as. About as north of the southern north states south. that you can get. Yeah, yeah. Nashville. Yeah, it is yeah. nice though. Uh, it's it's kind of north south. From yeah. the from all the research I've been doing, I mean, it seems like like the surrounding towns are are you know quaint. Yeah, nice. I mean, they have like a lot of history to them. It's really pretty land, and it's uh, and there's also a lot of new development. You know, you're kind right. of you're kind of can kind of get in those at a I don't want to say ground level because obviously these people you know it's not like they just discovered town. <laughs> Scotty shows, dinner. Well, Scotty just, shows up with yeah. his fancy suit and captain's hat. Yeah. To <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I pull up my top hat and, and uh, monocle, like. Do you guys understand what a wall is? <laughs> I'll show you how to erect one out of drywall. <laughs> Getting it on the ground floor on this new state called right. 10 OC. <laughs> no, but like I read about it like Going with wagons. Uh, different, uh, you know what I'm most excited Plain. about? Yes. The one thing, seriously? No, two things. Yes. Central Air. Mm-hmm. Very excited mm-hmm. about getting Central Air. And it's a for, myth in Chicago. Yeah, You're for, yeah for people that don't <laughs> understand most buildings in chicago that we live in apartment buildings are 150 fucking years old yeah um they're very old uh no central air 
Unless you buy a condo for $400,000. Well, yeah, something new. Yes. And you'll probably be losing that condo within a year. Yes. <laughs> you're um, buying houses goes in Chicago. Yeah. No central air. So for the last eight years, I have not known the beauty of central air. Of non window unit air conditioners. I think you might get soft. And anybody that has a window I grew air, up without, I grew up with, win, you know, like, window units. Are suck. of the devil. Yeah, I mean, suck. it's like listening to a car oh. engine in your yeah, just terrible. That was like the one thing I when I bought a house, I'm like, I have to. Yeah. It has to have central air. You know what my number two is? What? Walmart, baby. Walmart. Can I tell you? <laughs> back next to the Walmart. Can I tell you something about my win, uh, my window? Yes, you unit. Can. Um, when it, <laughs> I finally took mine out in like October, because I'm like. I always just leave it in because I'm always worried about that one weekend in October where it gets like 90 degrees. I still got two in. Here's what here's what I have my window unit. And it finally got cold. I'm going to take this window unit out. And for some reason, I'm sitting, my girlfriend's currently in St. Louis. I'm in my apartment by myself. I'm like, I really need to take that window unit out. But I don't have any friends that live nearby to call to help me. Norton live by you? Like, even if no, yeah. <laughs> Mike, can you come over and help me take my? So I, I think to myself, well, oh, it's no problem. I'm pretty nimble. I can take this out by myself. So I grab. I have a hold of it. I lift the window. It falls out the window. Yeah, oh yeah. But I grab onto the cord. I get yanked oh, halfway Jesus. out the window. I'm only on the first floor, so I wouldn't oh, yeah. have. I wouldn't Killed have. Yourself, I scraped yeah. the shit out of my arms. I was a little drunk. Too, I'll be honest. I was a little brave. I was, it was. I wasn't so drunk that the, it was my miscoordination. I was drunk enough that I thought I you could, could do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't. I could have been sober, and there's no fucking way I would have been able to stop that. I also would have thought I can't move this out of the window, you know. So, so I grabbed it, I yank, I yank it up. I'm just looking just out the window. It. I'm looking out the window to see if anyone saw. Walking like thing. to see if the people at Starbucks, because there's a Starbucks, to see if anyone saw what I just did. No one. There, there was like one You're person clean. in the window, just like looking at me. What's happening? Yeah, pulled it in. Is he stealing that? Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm so ready to be what, done. What? Uh... What do you think the food will be like uh, in the South? Well, oh. I mean, you know what I'm most ex- that is another thing. Like, I cannot wait to go Cowboy back cool to beans. a Southern breakfast joint. Mm. Yeah, but no pizza. You're not getting p- good pizza. That's in okay. Tennessee. I'll I'll take Papa John's. How's the fine. Mexican food? I, if I if you could give me good biscuits and gravy, I don't need, ever need. Pizza. Yeah, I'll trade pizza in a heartbeat. Right. I'll take Papa John's for some good Southern. That's the thing. When you go to breakfast places in the South, like like here we got a lot of corner greasy spoons, little diners, right? right? And it, it's just they have their charms. Plates of, yeah, they have yeah. their charms. Just plates of grease, but you don't order shit like biscuits or gravies at these spots because they don't. Understand. Well, you can. Yeah, right? but they'll give you like a they'll give you like a store bought roll and put like turkey gravy on it. Like, <laughs> no, there's few, there's a few places they don't understand it. <laughs> no, not really. I'm not talking about Bob Evans. <laughs> yeah, Bob Evans. So I am like McKeever's screaming. Yeah. Because I, again, I did. I mean, I did go to high school. I lived for about six years. Lived in, in, Tennessee, in Bristol, yeah. Tennessee. So uh, where the Bristol count is. Yeah, <laughs> and NASCAR. Europe's got comic book committees. <laughs> I thought that Europe. What? Uh, Alan Moore. Alan Moore. So I'm, I'm excited about the the food. So you're going to be doing the podcast. We're going to be calling you. Yeah, Skype. yeah. Skyping you. In? Yeah, Skype you know it what? up. We shouldn't even bother. We shouldn't even bother doing it. We should well, just let I, Scotty talk. Yeah, through. we got a letter from somebody that, according to them, <laughs> I don't think that you guys would be able to function. Yeah, when, when you leave. if, if it, I wasn't though. here to tell you I exactly what think. you can't, yeah, how to think, yeah. what opinions to have, and actually what to do with your free time during yeah. the week that you're not at the show. I know I wouldn't yeah. fucking swear so much. I know well, it was funny because uh, we did like a hundred shows. Yeah. Before Scotty. 
But yeah, we but we they saw they were all obviously they, yeah. terrible because you guys had no <laughs> yeah, free will. No, just, what did you guys? What in the world did you choose we were to do adrift. with your time? We were adrift. I mean, I, I don't remember. read that many comic books, so of course. You guys will choose not to read. Oh, speaking. I stopped reading comics. Yeah, uh, I found out they weren't know. cool. I knew that about you guys. The first time I came here, I went, "Man, <laughs> a bunch of bitches have no free will. Yeah. I can just go in there and roll over." Wreck shit. I didn't yeah. vote. I can't vote what? because I yeah. get into that booth and there's no one there to tell me what to do. <laughs> no I one... let my girlfriend tell me how well, to vote. Actually. We're speaking of email. I do have a shitload of emails. Let's read let's some. Read some. Let's, let's read some, some fucking emails. emails. All right, let's see what we got. Send in here. some. E- I haven't. Pre- I want people. People need to send in emails to tell me where a good place in Nat, like around Nashville, around is. Nashville yeah. to live. Yeah, I talked to Eric Powell the other night. He gave me some good tips because he's a he's around. Yeah, he Nashville, lives in a right? town outside of Nashville. Um, what did he say? What did uh, uh, well, I don't want to? Then everyone. Well, I don't mean back. like. Oh, he said. He said like Mount Juliet. And, I, I didn't even mean that. Meant, how's he doing? Oh, he were like, what? Are you, what's he working on? What's he? What did he, he talk? Painting. Like, what page Is was he, he working on yes. on the phone while you talked? Could you give me a goon sketch from him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you get this T-shirt signed? <laughs> Do you think we could uh, go down and visit him? It's a bit of a stretch. Uh, it was. It was funny though because I, you know, I said uh, I asked him where, and he said I don't really. I can't. I don't know. Like I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, because I, I, I was because I think he thought like I wanted him to explain to me like what would be good streets. Oh, I just uh, meant like give area, me area. yeah, give me general, general like if this suburb you know I don't want to move to this suburb if it's fucking Beirut right like right. I just want you to give me and then then he was like oh because at first he was like yeah I don't because he I think he lives in the town that he was raised in I mean he's been oh, there really? forever so he's like you know like most of us we don't leave our little like I here in Chicago. I barely leave my little block, you know, like my few my yeah. few square blocks. I mean, it's a stretch for me to come over here. Because <laughs> yeah, this is well, I gotta go get you. I know. I, <laughs> gotta, <laughs> I pick your ass Scotty up. Scotty cries as soon as he leaves his. Yeah, because it's like lost. I didn't think he, I didn't think the island extended this far. <laughs> All right, we got uh, we got an email here from Caleb Edwards. Uh, he had a Captain America question. He said, with all the buzz about Captain America number 34, I've been wondering whether Captain America should appeal to me. As a Canadian who has lived in New York City, Canada, the Congo. I think iFanboy answered this, too. And now Let's in, give a different answer. in London, who doesn't consider himself anti-American, I've never... Uh, I've never ever been able to interest myself in the character, or for that matter, Captain Britain. Is there anything in the character beyond the story by Brubaker which really does intrigue me that you think should appeal to non-Americans? Yeah. Thanks, what? Caleb. London. You UK. know what interests Captain me? America's. I mean, it's it's more of an ideal than it's not like he's. Well, he's never running around going, "I'm protecting America's free." You know, I mean, he's he is, but it's more. It's not. It's like an ideal of like what. To me, it's like uh, what I wish America was like is how Cap 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like his ideal of America is somewhere where we're all safe. But he also we're all, the know, key is that he isn't like and, always and, like a tool of the government. Right. Like, he, he disagrees. He disagrees with, with the and, government. And he has his own ideal of what he see. This always sort of this. It's an interesting thing because it's. I think it's a a holdover from like when you're you're a kid and you're like, oh, Captain America. I don't want to read a book that's about America or Captain Britain. I don't like right. the United Kingdom or Superman. There couldn't possibly be a Superman story that's any good. Because you get these things in your head where you're hung up like, without knowing anything about the stories mm-hmm. uh, that you think. There's no way that this story could ha- – there's no way – I couldn't this connect to it. I yeah. Yeah, any, but a good writer can take – any character and find right. oh, yeah. you know any artist any writer can take a character and find an interesting thing to do with them because I, I don't think there's any characters that are so irredeemable that it's incapable. Of no, no, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. It, I mean you're de- you're really right there. I mean it really comes down to good and poor writing. I mean a right. good writer can can get in there and really I mean a bad writer can make you I mean, that's the problem yeah. like a bad writer will make you, you stay away from a character probably longer than yeah. a good writer could bring right. you back in well and I will say though I don't know I mean I think Brubaker's done a, a really good job with Cap yeah um, but I don't know like even myself as much of a fan of that character I am I don't know that I would go back and read a whole lot of the old, older nah, Captain America stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, well, I'm just not a military person when it comes. to... I mean, I didn't like GI Joe a lot when I was right. young. Like, I was a He-Man person before GI Joe because there's something about army, the whole army. Well, I was yeah. like, what I like with what Brubaker did with it is he he made sure that to include the fact that Cap really comes from a different time. I think sometimes writers yeah. forgot. Yeah. That Captain America. Oh, he'd been around so long. Yeah, he doesn't you know, fit. In this he's day and supposed age. to be this guy who's had this whole other life. It showed up and the uh, introducing Bucky back into the story and saying like this: this guy fought in a war. You know, this is how his viewpoint of the modern world is going to be. I thought I, I never liked Captain America before, and I thought it was. I, I love it. I love. I think the Brubaker is yeah. excellent, and and anybody could read it. But once again, the character Cap is not. I mean, he's just he, his ideals. What he fights for is just sort of freedom in general, not not necessarily anything yeah. particularly pot, American, yeah. you know, in the sense of government or. But because that's like, well, every, I think that's what I think that's a, is it a case where somebody would confuse like like I was saying in every issue, it's not like he opens the issue with going like stating I'm going to go out and fight for an, no. an American idea. No, God no. It's just he's going on missions or you know. There's, I think there's the underlining thing with Cap, like the underlying theme of, like you said, it's the ideal of what America, like he wants right. America to be. But then it goes in with what Tom was saying, with like he's a man out of time, and then it's just following that character's story, like, right? That's and it, it can go anywhere. I, mean, I think there can, was yeah. a time where people were used to like every issue of Captain America. Well, at one time, like, well, you know, he used to go around I am punching Hitler in the of America. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was yeah, extremely. I mean, was the, a, he was a propaganda yeah. tool at one time when he first. I mean, sure. but that's it's far removed yeah. from that. I mean, I think and, and it's like you know it, it's sort of a, in a funny way like not everyone that's American uh, like completely. One hundred and ten percent agrees with everything that our government. Oh God! Does yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like Captain I don't America, sit here and go. Brubaker's Captain America is like the personification of of a little bit of that. Of like you can have your idea of what America is, and you know, and just still be an American. You don't have to. You don't have to be. You don't have to agree with everything that happens yeah, yeah. in the country or happens 
from the country I don't yeah, know, it's not like this Bush, to be American. It's not, yeah, it's not like the Bush way. They like if you don't agree with the war, then you are against. The yeah, troops. then you're unpeaceful. You know, like, yeah, exactly. Then you're. Why do you want our space. troops to I die? Be, I don't I understand. Wouldn't be, you. I wouldn't be afraid. It's no, good. It's a well-written book. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. go get it. Yeah, Check try it, it out. K-Dog. <laughs> um, this one is from Jimmy Chang. I uh, said, hey, me again. Uh, thanks for reading my email. You're welcome. I don't, I don't remember what it was. Yeah. but um, Did anybody see the season premiere of Torchwood Season 2? James Marster guest starred in it. It was cool to see James with his Spike accent. I think that's his British accent, isn't it? Well, the crank well he doesn't, uh, have, it. He doesn't have a British accent in real life. Right, but yeah, I feel like but we're it's just not gonna, a spike accent. You know? I feel like we're getting oh, questions on other podcasts. Yeah, this is a weird. So I just mentioned, I think so. And I think. Why did they get so? Do we have a get show copied? Last, yeah. We have a show last week that they freaked out. We got to, we got to get answered. Yeah. Do we get BCC'd on everyone's yes. emails? Uh, I keep hearing. Did anyone see Torchwood? I don't watch Torchwood. I've watched the first season. Okay, it's we okay. Didn't see the premiere of the second. No, did nay. I keep hearing Sarah Connor Chronicles is good. I'm glad Summer Glau uh, co-star is co-starring, uh, co-starring in the city. What? Uh, it is good, actually. If you get past the first episode, which was awful, uh, <laughs> the pilot episode was terrible. If you get past that, it actually has become a much better show. Isn't that a funny thing with TV? How like the pilot is inevitably like the shittiest, like, the worst of it. Sometimes yeah. you get that, like yet they have all this time to like present something and sometimes <laughs> for some reason in tv sometimes the pilot you look at a pilot of something and then you look at the rest of it and you're like how the how did that happen <laughs> it seems to happen more with tv i mean like comic books usually the first issue is the best issue well yeah because right. it's like yeah. new the and freshest. fresh and they well, can start with one, anyway yeah, they had the most time yeah. everything else is rushed behind it uh i mean usually what i think what it, it normally the pilot comes down to just lack of budget it's mm. not i mean mm. it's, well and i think you have a lot of people well, I mean, they're, they're working together for the first time, because, that kind of thing. Yeah, know. well, you, you have that. The networks only give, you know, the networks don't give you a full budget because there's a they possibility that they're not going to yeah. pick up your show. Sure, so why sure. waste the money? It's always such a weird thing, though, because you're always wa- like watching a pilot. Sometimes you would think, you'd be like, I'm not going to watch the rest of that. <laughs> you would think yeah. they would put their best foot forward for that first initial episode yeah. so that it has its best chance to Or survive, even if they but... know they're going to show it on network TV, <clears throat> right. they still show that pilot. Yeah sometimes in like a really weird state and it's yeah and i think there's there's that issue of like the creators trying to cram like they don't they don't know how to balance the information that they're going to give in the pilot because they have to give enough information in the pilot to get picked up yeah that you know they can't just do it's like if you don't have a lot of you know if you're not going in there with like a lot of clout and you can just kind of write your own ticket it's like what do you do with a pilot that's gonna you can't just go and slow roll it right like uh, unless it's like and you know, a lost, right? You know, all you gotta do in that pilot is crash a plane on an island. Bam, you're gonna, you know. Right. There's your. Yeah. But um, although that was a pretty good plane crash. Yeah. But there's like oh, I think crazy. like one of the better pilots, like one of the shows that when I watched the first episode, I thought, fucking a, was like Prison Break. I never I, watched it. Oh, I love. I think Prison Break. But I think Prison Break's a good, really good example of they had a really strong initial concept. Yeah. And they. Sort of like a comic book. Like right away, they they had like a really good twelve for, first yeah. twelve issues, and then all of a sudden it's like uh, the concept we doesn't stretch. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, because then once like the second season, once they're well, the first season I think held up great. Like yeah. it was yeah. 20, I did enjoy the first twenty two season or twenty two episodes of like some serious tense good stuff. Oh my god! Oh, I never, I've never oh, watched. Oh, they're gonna get caught. And then the second season, of course, they're out, and then you're like, 
well, this isn't really a prison break because it's 22 episodes of them trying to stay escaped yeah, out of prison. It lost tension because you're just kind of like, ah. Well, there were times where it amped up because you're like, oh, fuck. And then when that season ends, you're like, oh, really? They put him in a, yeah, like I stopped a, watching like a Mexican it, yeah. prison? Now they got to They're back in prison again? They got to break out? Yeah, this show's over. You might want to just end that. <laughs> wow. No, I'll keep going. <laughs> hey, I held on to Smallville for six seasons. <laughs> Motherfucker. Um, he finishes off going, uh, I have to mention The Wire again, but mainly about Dominic West. Can't wait to see him play Jigsaw in Punisher Warzone. I didn't know. He's playing Jigsaw in Punisher Warzone. Dominic yeah. West is McNulty, right? Yeah. 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 I, I can see that. that working really yeah. well. He's awesome. He is Speaking good. of the Punisher, you know, I was going to mention this earlier. I didn't know. They're they're releasing yeah. the Zek uh, Punisher miniseries in hardcover. It's in this month's. Uh, uh. If I just I had mentioned I, the only reason I mentioned it is because I had like three weeks ago I said God damn it I wish they would and they re-release that and somebody listened. Have you seen screenshots? Of Punisher Warzone? Yeah. No. Of the movie? I also wanted to mention um, the Crank cast. It, we're talking about English actors who can speak Ameri- with an American accent. Oh, yes. Caught. And Everybody on Johnny Lee Miller. But Dominic West, you if you just watched The Wire, you would have no idea. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw Well, you know that. what? I mean, but... No idea it, what? That, that, he he's, a, that he's... Uh, English. Is he English or Irish? He's Irish. He yeah. seems to have a bit of an accent. But he'll he falls out of it. I can't lie. No. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've that caught he, him. Yeah, in I know that. I've caught him falling out of it as well. You but I always just took best? it as Irish. Who's you know he's Irish. You uh, know who's the best? Baltimore Irish Stringer. Stringer. Oh yeah, Stringer. The Stringer yeah, belt Stringer. is hardcore British. Yeah. No fucking way. Yeah. Yes. yeah. You didn't know that, <laughs> did you? Oh yeah. my god, he's really hard. He's hardcore. Oh, yeah. That blows my mind. And you would have no idea about Stringer Bell. Oh. I wanted to bring up everybody. Of, all HBO has a huge line of guys. There's a lot of British yeah. British actors in that in the wild. Uh, what's her name on Six Feet Under? Uh, yeah, Brenda, uh, from, Brenda, and she's on Brothers and Sisters. She's Australian. There's uh, a ton of them. They were in for everywhere. They've yeah. Il- infiltrated Hollywood. Yeah, but yeah, the Stringer Bell blew my mind. Yeah, when that, I first saw it, absolutely like, fucking what? Blew what? The fuck, I will kill you. Yeah. And then it's all like, oh, it's just a great show. <laughs> well, oh my god! <laughs> I've never watched like any extras or stuff on it because I've always like. Well, see, of, I used to watch. I watched The Wire on HBO, so they'd oh, always they'd have the in between like the commercials. The and dude stuff. that freaked me out was Chris. The the oh, yeah. Marlowe's killer dude. He was a, he's an awesome actor. But you see that guy in like an interview, and he's yeah. just like you know, he's all clean cut. Yeah, and, he's just polite yeah. and very well. well sw- yeah, it's just like he's always you dirty are and really and fucking sweaty. good. You know, I can't wrap my mind around the fact that Stringer Bell has a English yeah. that oh yeah absolutely Stringer blows Bell. my mind. I'm, I'm trying to think of who else because like well, I said, not, HBO not Snoop. <laughs> she's no, she's no, about she's, as real yeah, as yeah. Hello, she comes out. Hello, can I sweep your Um I wanted talking? to mention something I, I happen to, ha, kind of has to do with the wire. I told you about this earlier, but I was watching uh, IFC. Yeah. I had something on, and I was working on my computer, so I wasn't really pata- paying attention to it. And the show came on, and it was like, I thought it was a, like a music video. It was strange, because it was just like somebody singing, mm-hmm. sort of like this uh, pop, uh, R&B, poppy kind of song, you know. And and I kept looking over every once in a while, and then I started listening to the lyrics and it was like these funny. It was like it was telling a story, and it was funny. It was about this guy who uh, got caught uh, in in this other woman's bedroom. Her husband comes home. He goes in the closet, and it ends up it, it's this R. Kelly thing that he did. Well, his wait, hip-hop wait a run. second. Are you now just talking about trapped in the closet? Yes, that I came never out seen like well, I had, okay. Did you didn't see I, the <laughs> South Park where I the South Park was like, "Watch was Tom Cruise in the closet." I had never you heard are of it. So I know. Okay, this. but anyway, <laughs> the funniest thing about it 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about time. I'm not talking about that as much as yeah. I'm the man. South America. America. You're the captain. I'm sorry. Of hey, I'm the I'm older than you guys. Give me a break. Uh, the the uh, the only thing that that I wanted to mention on it was I'm watching it, and then one of the characters in it is a cop played by Omar, mm. whose wife sleeps with a midget. And he beats the crap out of a midget. Next, you're going to so. tell me Omar's a mute, and it's all done digitally. <laughs> digitally. I do want to. I. I. The, the reason that we started talking about this earlier is because I was trying to figure out. I couldn't remember because Echo on Lost, Mr. Echo. Yeah. Who the character on Lost used to be on Oz on HBO. He was Adabisi. He was Adabisi on Oz. Right. And I can't remember or not because he put he had the really thick African accent there, and he right. has it on Lost. But I want to say I, I could is. be wrong. But no, no, I think he's from like really. Yeah, because I, I, I remember looking something up on him, and I, I think almost thought he that he was like, British as well. I swear to God, for a minute, maybe he is, but no, I thought he. We was should look like, up a video real quick because I'd die to know. <laughs> Let's pause and we'll yeah, look it up. Take a break. Do we have more? We'll be right back. Yeah, we have more. Yeah, we're gonna read more email. Hold up, we'll come right back. We'll be right back. It is true what they say about you, and what is that? You have no soul. <laughs> you see on on the screen now is, is is something that's quite different from what was originally talked about and conceived. Uh, as I understood it, as what we discussed with the creators, he was actually quite a passive character. Go and tell your friends I let you live. Uh, Mr. Echo. Let you live. The name that we initially came up with was a Mecca, and I changed the name to Echo because it was Yoruba, which is the tribe that I come from, and added the Mister. I've had some difficulty trying to establish the character with the writers, you know, because we were trying to marry what they wanted to do with the show and feelings that I wanted to see come out in the character. I knew it. <laughs> he was I knew it. Echo the, British. The actor's name is Adewale Akinue Agbaje, I think is how you say it. Uh, he is born and raised in London. Yes. And uh, but his his parents are Nigerian immigrants. So, yes. uh, but will blow your mind. But yeah, we. I, I, when you're used to his Oz and lost African accents, and then you hear him be like, "I was talking to you, crackles." <laughs> oh, I had tea and that's, crumpets. That's yeah. insane. That, that's, it sounds yeah. like fucking. Ask the lorry driver to pull around back. <laughs> that's so weird. All right, so uh, that was that email. Let's see what we got next here. This is from Michael. He said, hey, what's up? Love the show. I've been listening for about four months, and you are some twisted motherfuckers. In a good way. I'm a professional airbrusher here in Philly. Uh, Bodymore Murderland's got nothing on us. Anyway, I can dig That's, that's uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Ah, body from, body more from the wire. For the wire, it's oh, yeah, it's yeah. spray painted yeah. on the wall in body the more. intro. Body more. Only Murder to the Land. first couple seasons, I think. Though, I don't yeah. think it shows it in the later seasons. Anyway, I can dig when Scotty goes off on an art rant. Although I paint mostly Harleys and cars and shit, I listen while I'm painting. It makes the time spent painting flames boring. Go faster. Anyway, Scotty, I just wanted to second that thing about the writer Nelson DeMille. Uh, this ain't Oprah's book club, but fuck it. He's the best as far as fast food fiction goes. Quick, smart, funny, and suspenseful. I read a lot. 
I like Beth Cooper and High Fidelity, so check it out. Uh, any of them. He's got like 10 books and they all rock hard. Uh, so Flames are lame? Did somebody tell me about somebody? Guy named- must have been. You must have mentioned somebody uh, uh, recommended Nelson DeMilf to you. Yeah. I think. I think I recognize that name. I think you mentioned it. Well, let's uh, real quick. Yeah, let's look and see what he's all about. Because for I, some reason, I don't. I'd like to mention the fact. I think it's interesting. That he th- he thinks flames are boring. Because yeah. I would think the painting flames all the, the time hot- would be like. The new, the new hotness. hotness. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that would be awesome. You would think I'm that. changing my mind on how I'm getting flames painted on everything in my house. Yes, <laughs> and I'm thinking I should go have a check for Come on, though. cows. Yeah, it's going to be like a Holstein yeah. cow. It's all going to be white. It's going to be Wisconsin. I'm going to have a Wisconsin Badger room that's red and white, a Green yeah. Bay Packer room that's green <laughs> and gold, and then the rest is painted like cows. Yeah, I don't know why all our girls, uh, all our girlfriends and wives and stuff, make fun of us for collecting comics. Because it's not like they don't always pick some random, terrible, stinky animal, and that becomes the theme of half of a house. <laughs> like, oh, look at my kitchen. It's pig-themed. Pig. You knew it, too. Uh, you probably, you've had a... No, you, cows. Cows. That was, yeah, one of them Roosters. Uh, I can't seem to get online all of a sudden for some reason. Well, let's uh, continue on. Yeah, all right. Guess, guess Press on, we'll dear sir. to go to the next one. Well, thank you for the recommendation. Yeah, we'll look into email, it. I'll uh, forward me that email when you get a chance. I Salazar. will do that. Uh... This one is from Trevor. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> let's not do that. No, let's not let's read. It. Let's not read Trevor. Is that the? Yeah, this is the. the bro- do you want to read oh, it? No, 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 no. I don't want to fuck around with it. Uh, we'll just say Trevor. Uh, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Trevor is not you a like fan what of uh, yeah. what we do anymore. Yeah, uh, this what one do you is think, Scotty. <laughs> yeah, I right, fuck him from Damien. I say yes. Uh, uh, said I just wanted to say again, the show has continued excellence. I just listened to the Remender Cast, and you guys are natural interviewers, creating a really comfortable environment for your subjects. Well, I think Great, Chris's. To be fair, yeah, uh, yeah. I just got my subscription pull from Midtown Comics. Uh, 19 in total from two weeks, and I just read The Uncanny X-Men Divided We Stand Part 1. Ed Brubaker rocks. I never liked Cyclops. The way I do with him writing him, he really brings the leadership to and tactician aspect of his character to the forefront. Cyclops is cool now, and the way he writes the relationship with Emma Frost is awesome. She knows and accepts the feelings he has and always will have for Jean, but knows and is confident in what she brings to the table that separates her from Gene. She can turn to Diamond Skin and look into his eyes. His beams won't harm her. It is always good to start off your stack with an unexpected gem. I can't wait to read Captain America number 34. Peace from the Boogie Down Bronx. Well, it's because Brubaker's a good writer. So there's an example of taking a character that... And I will agree. I I think... uh, I wasn't thrilled with Brubaker's first initial run on on Uncanny X Men. This whole space opera yeah. thing, I did. I wasn't didn't really floor me, but the Messiah Complex uh, story uh, I thought was really good, and and I agree with the whole thing with Cyclops that for once that character actually had some purpose, depth. Yeah, and, yeah purpose. D- tried a little bit, but I think it got he dropped. Almost, yeah, I think it got dropped as soon as although, wasn't. Although, uh, you have to say that the whole relationship with him and Emma kind of started. It wasn't that Morrison? Morrison who, yeah, he started so, yeah. that. So, um, um, I, I will say just wait till you read my Divided We Stand. That's right. You're going to have a Divided yeah, We Stand. Yeah, I, I finished the script. The script's done and, uh, and just got approved and they received, it was received very well, um, which I was a little surprised can we say who, uh, who, the what character? Oh yeah, it's a Noli. Going to be a uh, Noli. Yeah, it's a Noli from the new X Men. 
Sweet. Um, they gave me a big list of characters uh, like Gambit and Sunfire and uh, Nightcrawler and I mean a big Ooh. list of X characters to and just said pick who you want to write and draw a story on. And um, Anoli was on the list, so I a couple new X Men were on the list, but uh, majority of it was big, you know, your mainstream X characters. And I don't know, I felt. Uh, I like I, I drew him Kinship for a while. Yeah, him, I yeah. felt close. I, I felt like he was my character to right. a degree. I mean, me and you know, uh, I think uh, Chris uh, really did a good job of taking those background characters in our arc and bring them to the foreground. And and I think we did worked well together in making them feel not so background. You know, and, right. and giving them some depth. So I actually went back and read some of Messiah Complex. I'm actually going to pick up Young X Men. Because uh, yeah. I sort of like the younger characters. That's like still going to be Guggenheim's right there, right? Yeah. I think. I hope he does better than Wolverine. I just I feel weird that um, it feels uh, it feels strange to me a, a little bit to see some of the characters in the young X-Men. Like, I know Wolf Cub is a part of it, and it's very odd to see him on it because he's, I think, 14 years old. Uh-huh. And he's just so big, like yeah. he's a giant wolf. You know, he's like a really big wolf. And but yet the theme of it is to young. be young, and it's like that. I have it's very conflicting to me because uh, even in the story that that I've written, youth is a is a theme. These are really the first it. characters that you've grown an attachment, yeah, with from I, Marvel. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think part of it has to do with. Um, like I said, that these characters kind of getting their first shot in the spotlight during my run. Uh, so, you know, uh, Chris Yost and I got a, a good chance to sit and talk with each other and really say, you know, feel, feel a sense of almost creation in a way. And obviously, I, I, I won't take credit for creating these characters because they were around before I was. But, I mean, you had, a, a you know, a guy like Anoli who really only you'd see – and maybe one to two panels right. a couple times a year, you know, where you were able to put your stamp on them, you flesh yeah. those characters and I, out. Yeah, and, so yeah, it felt like I do feel a connection. So yeah, to, to see them move on, and, and part of it I think to do my mission a little bit was to try to make them feel young, like yeah. for once right. to actually feel like there might actually be kids at the school, and then when you walk away and see if that. You hope, like my hope, is that lasts, even whether right. they look young. Well, the, what excites me a little bit about um, I've always I always loved the New Mutants when I was a sure. kid, and I kind of see what I've seen of young X Men of like, oh, they're going to get back to the idea of um, these kids starting out, and, and then and, relating to Cyclops, who's right. obviously has suddenly been interjected with interesting character, you know, relating with. A bunch of you know kids, kids. but I, I I think the where the weakness in the X Men line went is when they forgot about the young, school. The, yeah, the, they, the they, teaching. that's really where they yeah. all of a sudden. Well, sure, like, it, was, yeah. Yeah, it was just giant. <laughs> yeah, it was just Space giant. In, yeah, it was giant incidents after yeah. giant incidents. You sort of lost the way of introducing new characters. How do we get sentinels in yeah. the story? Right. And like I said, while my my story is only up like eight pages. I, it really deals with almost what you're saying with with the idea of what happens when older the older X Men stop focusing on what that mansion started out as. What happened, you know, and what happens to the kids? Right. But what? Well, you've explained. Yeah. I mean, I haven't read it, but you explained the story yeah. to me, and, and I it's think, not an action story. I mean, it's, right? Yeah. It's. I think it's. Uh, it's great that you're going to take that character and sort of continue on with. <laughs> 
trying to really flesh him out and and, yeah. and, and propel that character forward even even further, yeah. even though it's only, you know only a page. Do we have any more email? Yeah. We do have uh, more email. This one, uh, let's see, uh, Brett Hawk. He said, uh, "I'm a big fan of the show, and I felt the need after listening to episode 173 to write in and school you fuckers on Canadian cuisine." Boston pizza is just the name. We know there isn't a Boston style of pizza. Hell, they're not even really a pizza place. They serve burgers and pasta and shit as well. Well, that's just fucked up. <laughs> yeah, they're just sorry. A, you're not helping yourself. Up, yeah. <laughs> you're not helping yourself, Hawk. They're just a cheap, shitty chain of restaurants. Poutine <laughs> is fries, gravy, and cheese curds. And even though you can find it in A and W and KFC, they serve shitty poutine. Good poutine is a bit harder to find. Clamato and beer isn't a Caesar; it's a red eye. That's true. I figured that out. A Caesar sorry. is Clamato vodka Worcestershire sauce. I've been having them lately. And Tabasco sauce. They're great uh, in the morning. Jesus. If I've been hung out, hung God over God damn, them. Tom. Yeah. So uh, what? Tom has many problems. <laughs> As uh, for the reason Scotty... problems are multifold. <laughs> As for the reason Scotty wasn't able to find a good restaurant in Toronto, it probably has something to do with Toronto being a cesspool by Canadian standards. You should really consider visiting some of the nicer parts of Canada. I look forward to seeing Scotty and whoever else makes it to... Wait a second. Is he... But he's going to recommend going to Montreal. I have he's been French to Vancouver. Canadian. He, I bet he's a French Canadian. I have been to Vancouver, <laughs> and there was better food there. He probably is French Canadian. <laughs> yeah. He said, uh, "I look forward to seeing Scotty and whoever else makes it at Emerald City Comic Con." Take care, guys, and thanks for the show, Brett Hawk. He doesn't mention whether he's it's French Canadian. French Canadian. Email us back, Brett, and let us know if you're French, Are you French Canadian? Canadian. I would. I would venture that if he's going to Emerald City, probably Vancouver. Yeah, probably over the, on that side of the, Vancouver's the country. Vancouver's nice. But Vancouver's yeah. really nice. It's very new, and so it looks like every building looks like. Like Jenga, yeah, it's kind of crazy. It, yeah, it's like all like every building's the exact same size with the they all have the porches coming off, so it just looks like <laughs> it looks like Jenga. I really <laughs> like I like the Pacific Northwest though, a very yeah. beautiful area. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, hopefully, I'll be making it out to Emerald City. Um, speaking of Emerald City, here's another one from Brian uh, Beardsley. He said, "Scotty and Sal, come to Seattle. I will make sure you walk away with a bottle of scotch for the gang." At Around Comics, I am one of the attending artists, and I have been enjoying your podcast for quite a while now. Just a little thank you for all the hard work, Brian. Cool. All right. uh, thank you. I uh, might go. Bring me something because yeah, I don't drink Scott, so bring me something equally Mountain, kick-ass. A two liter of two, Mountain yeah. Dew. Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh, next one is from Sean McLaughlin. 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 I don't know. Uh, he said, "Hi guys." French Canadian. Uh, at the end of the day, the real aftershocks of the one more day debacle can be seen in the comic stores themselves. So putting all the hardcore fan griping from December aside, here's a real world situation from my local comic store, Fan Fanatics in Dayton, Ohio. Nice uh, my shop order has always moved about 100 issues of combined Marvel U Spidey comics per month. 50 amazing, 30 friendly, 20 sensational. And that's before read orders or second printings, which he would also move pretty quickly. His diamond uh, contact and requisite, his, his diamond contact and uh, requisite Marvel Communications had been touting for months that the Weekly Amazing would help him triple his sales, meaning that he would uh, order a minimum of 50 Amazing per week for a total of 150, but the new status quo and marketing push would move his sales closer to the 200 range. Sounds good. Uh, Well, he ordered 100 of the first issue, 
of Brand New Day, also doing part two, the promo cover retailers would get for a 100 order. Needless to say, there are 74 still on the shelf as of today, and a big 50% off sign hung over them. Brand New Day weeks two and three have sold 13 and 15 units respectively. Well, that was a failure. I mean, the Marvel marketing plan doesn't say they're going to actually physically create people to walk (laughs) into a store. Mark, standing right here. One person dropped the book. Mark, speak into the microphone yeah, instead of just come lurching yes, in the back. ominous here. motherfucker. I, I've had one person drop the book and at least a couple add the book. Yeah. Okay. I so. sell more than this guy, and I would not have ordered like twice what I order normally. Well, That's don't be just mean, a bone. Don't be mean to the guy. Yeah. Oh, it's my Chris, job. I'm, I'm a Mark's going to eat guy. his baby. I'm just saying. Don't. It, it, he, <laughs> he, he, he did his own, he did his own yeah. over-ordering. So yeah. it's... He wasn't thinking too straight on this one, but well, yeah, the book has not dropped in dep- sales. Depending on the size and, of the tap, it's nice Dayton. to have a book that comes out three times a month that sells as much as Amazing does. Yeah. But wait, okay, so he so ordered- you're selling you're selling the same numbers as the as Amazing was before the weekly, but you're selling it three times a week. Exactly. Wow. Three well, times for, a month. For, for three times a month. I mean, I said when this first happened, I said this is the first time I've actually been happy with something Marvel did. So it completely worked for you. Oh, yeah. it, it, it's, it's doing thing. fantastic for you. I get a, I get a good okay. seller yeah. three times that I'm So this guy ordered 100 yeah. the first time, but he, he normally sells 100 for the month? He normally sells 100 combined, Spiders. amazing, oh, friendly, and, so, yeah. and, and sensational. So he figured... He would be selling more because it was a big event. So he ordered what he would have sold in a month for one week? Yes, I guess. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Well, Well, what I mean, I'm sorry, this... Guess what? I know a store that sold 500 copies. Yeah, I mean it's not a very it's not a very scientific. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean it doesn't matter. As we find out, Mark is yeah, his, for can, him it's doing great. Yeah, because so. that's the other thing. I mean, we're we're talking about a million X factors here. Who knows his customer base? Is his customer base strictly? Maybe his customer base is the majority subscription base. I mean, he said he was ordering 50 to begin with, 50 normally, and he only sold 25. Why was he ordering fifty? Why would he have ordered a hundred? I mean, literally, I, no. I can't figure his number. Well, I mean, what? It, well, obviously, it's I not appreciate the yet. email. Yeah, but thanks for the email. Yeah, I don't wrong. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, wrong. <laughs> All right, uh, last one. We here. didn't mean to be mean to him because it's not his shop. It's not his shop. Yeah, right. it's not mean to you. It's just no. It's, it's just it so don't be writing no email. Talk about how Scotty makes everybody here mean. No, it's it's about. <laughs> It's just about the fact that, like, individual shops are going to... I walk in here and stuff sells out here. Yeah. That, that blows my mind. Yeah. yeah or, I can't believe some of the shit that sells out here. Or stuff that people... I'm like... Where people are like, no one's buying this book, but yeah. Northlanders, there's no copies of Northlanders. No copies right. of Northlanders, and I don't know why Texas Chainsaw fucking Massacre has it sold out, or uh, Freddy versus Jason versus <laughs> Ash is yeah. not sold out. I mean, it's like I mean that's, sto- that's whatever, a crime. Speed Racer sold out. Whatever store you shop at has its own culture yeah, of like sure. who goes there yeah. and who shops there and who. I mean, I yeah. guess it. I mean, it, what he's saying is that you know Marvel sit here and told him that it was going to do great yeah. for him, and so he ordered more. Marvel than says he that. About everything. any company yeah. sells out of about about anything. Price. Yeah, but hey, uh, I'm going to sell a product, and guess what? Guess it's going to be real hot. You should buy a lot of them. I, mean, I, I will. Guess, <laughs> I guess it all just depends <laughs> okay. on. I mean, there's obviously a lot of people that are not happy with the whole Spider-Man. Thing. Of course, really. But I, like, I have not seen it. I haven't seen her in any of that. <laughs> I mean, I don't. So far, I've read the the brand you know the the brand new day issues that that came after one more yeah. day, and they've been good Spider-Man stories. The, 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 they've just been good, the, you know what I mean. So it's like, 
people are so pissed off because Joe Quesada got what he wanted, yeah. and they hate him so much because he's the face of Marvel that well, they just, will refuse to buy something. I just care so little yeah. about it and the vitriol. Like, yeah. really, if you're so angry about it, why would you ever... Everybody just wants to feel like they're in the decision-making process. Like they're all bitching because they have a say and it wasn't listened to. Right. You know. I mean, well, it's, it's the problem. I mean, we've talked about it before. Yeah. It's like people buy comics and then they they have an ownership yeah. on it. It's just they, like they, you know, there's lots of books I buy that I don't like the direction they go, and I right. just don't read them anymore. Well, yeah, there's lots of that. everything. Like I said, yeah, I mean, I, tons I mean, of I read. Like there. I said, I was reading Jumper. I got I to the end and went, oh, that didn't go where <laughs> I that didn't go where I needed to, to go, but. What do you, who cares? Sorry. I was, Jesus uh, I'm fighting for a beer from All right, I'm, I was kidding. Next email. Let's go to the fucking next email. All right. This one last is just one. going. We're just last rolling. one. This let's, is from Bill. Finish. This is the last one. Uh-huh. Uh, Bill said, I was laughing so hard when you guys brought up the Wisconsin werewolf show. I didn't see it, but I'm from Wisconsin and remember seeing stories of the Walworth County werewolf, werewolf on the news when I was growing up. Some, the, uh, some friends of mine actually went to hunt it with some Skittles or some shit. Skittles? Who hunts werewolves I guarantee Skittles? there's either A, pot, or B, alcohol involved in that <laughs> yeah. hunt and, or and a, a Buffy episode somewhere in there. Over the years, I did find other info on the WCW in Monsters of the World. I do like that acronym. Though. Type God, books. Yeah, Tom Cruise shit. <laughs> but it's no Loch Ness bullshit, so no one's heard of it. For the good of... All of us, I'd say. Also, I love that Tom is a fellow skeptic and can also contest that the Skeptics Guide to the Universe is a great podcast. Uh, that was from Bill, so there you go. You know what I really like? Uh, when I'm at work now, I what I like to do is I like to listen to the Skeptics Guide to the Universe, and then I like to listen to Art Bell. Oh, God. Like, uh, it's, such, it's such like a complete 180 yeah. that I, I find it really entertaining to put my mind in those two, like to hear... Opposite ends yeah, of the spectrum. Yeah, opposite there. ends of the spectrum. I've got to find some good podcasts, because I tried to find some this week, and it is rough and tumble out there. I found some good ones. Did you? I listened to a couple this week. I don't want them to be comic book related. No, I've no, stopped yeah. listening. I've stopped listening to ours. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I'll send you a couple. Yeah, send uh, me a couple because I I attempted this week. Like I tried a a, a film, a movie one, and I was so excited because they had great topics. Like they did one whole like an hour and a half show on David Fincher and Howard on J.J. Abrams and all these great topics, and they, they're just unbearable. These two dudes. Like, I here I'm going to quote a saying. Man, if that doesn't happen again for a while, it'll be way too soon. I don't understand what, what that What does that even mean? mean? <laughs> I, I think you're missing a number or something. <laughs> that doesn't happen for a while. If that doesn't happen again for a while, that'll be way too soon. <laughs> I guess it's your definition of a while. Really? Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> that, that should be a number, I think, of some sort before some, you say that's Some length too of soon. time. Some... If that didn't happen again, if that doesn't happen doesn't for again for a while, that'll be way too soon. <laughs> Like they want, I'm like, they want I think that. what he's saying, he's trying to say is if that if that never happens again, that'll be way too soon. Uh, yeah, I knew what he wanted. To, to yeah, I knew what he was reaching for. <laughs> and then when he said that, I just put, I just turned it off. Like, ah, oh, you <laughs> fucking retard. Because yeah, you know, uh, Ebert and Roper, uh, just great, just full of shit. Yeah. Oh god, I'm just making a joke. Yeah, this, <laughs> <time>. <laughs> yeah, this guy. I mean, Roper, because that's what he was like. I like Roper. They were they were trying. Of course, I think it's two film uh, wannabe makers. Now, of course, I'm not a person to diss somebody Damn. who has a dream. I'm a comic book maker, wannabe maker. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good on you. Um, no, you know, it's like uh, I, sometimes I get frustrated. Like 
I love that people have the dream. I just don't sure. want. I just don't like it when people have the dream and talk about it and never go and even attempt it to do it. Right? right. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't get me wrong because I was that guy as well, working, uh, waiting tables all day, coming home, calling off work, making no money, sitting there broke. So I'm not looking down on anybody, but when you are sitting there trying to listen to a podcast by a couple guys who are authorities, quote unquote, you know, my air quotes, right. authorities on something, yet they will not actually go after what they're authority on and, well, uh, and then not being able to actually intelligently talk like i said like, never a, there's never a shortage of critics yeah in the world on i mean you know cause it's just weird anything. say like you know like i said i can't if I don't ever much. see I, that yeah. I've, been, I I've been doing it the last two years but so. if i don't ever see that again for a while that'll be a biscuit <laughs> short of a dollar <laughs> if I don't, <laughs> i've been listening to a lot of um i really like uh the best show on WFMU, which is just like a community radio. It's the guy who's the script supervisor for Monk, and he's pretty funny. He's kind of weirdly abrasive, but I found the show really addictive because it has like these people that always call in. Like there's a mix of real people and fake callers, and the real people sometimes are really you start to recognize them, and it becomes it's sort of like soothing to listen to because it's really it's really weird. Like my girlfriend one time walked in, she's like, "Why are you listening to this?" And I was like. Just listen to it for a while. And then after a while, she's like, yeah, I could see why you like it. Because it's really funny. And then they also have uh, the drummer from... Um... Def Leppard? No, not. It's <laughs> from some... Uh, I forget which band it is. Calls in and he does fake... He pretends to be people like Glenn Danzig. Or, oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, and it's, it's, it's funny. It's an interesting oh, thing what to is, listen to. What is it called? The Best Show on WFMU. The Best Show. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to check it. It's, um, it's like three hours long. How often? Uh, every Tuesday. Okay. It's like from 7 to 10. I listen to Radio Lab, which is New York yeah. uh, in, uh, public radio show. It's sort of a science yeah, I like podcast, but it's really well produced. I mean, it's so slickly done. I mean, it's just very well put together and f- entertaining. I mean, they talk about shit that shouldn't ma- really be entertaining, but they make it entertaining. Yeah. Um, what else? I don't know. I don't really listen to any entertainment podcast because there. Are, I don't really think. There I listen really... to the Basketball Jones. What is that? They, it's like an NBA podcast, oh, but they're really funny. Are they good? And they do like a twenty-minute one every day. I've tried listening to a couple of like, like there's these two dudes from Philly or New Jersey that do a show. I think they're radio guys, like morning or afternoon radio mm. dudes, and then they do this podcast like every day. Yeah. Um, and it's just them talking, taking calls, and sure. but the, it's just not that. Sounds, yeah. I try to state like I've learned oh, through my searches that I I am from now on staying away from anything that is actually focused on one topic because I find that it can go either way. It gets stale incredibly quick because they're just talking about. The same thing over and over, yeah. or they're way, way too into that topic for me to be able to <laughs> like Identify. try a Star Wars podcast. Okay. I actually yeah, tried. I've, I've I actually that. tried one of those. <laughs> wow, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like it could go either way with like the super focused, or like you know, or I'm like, ooh, I like this show or that show. I'll listen right. to a podcast about that show, and then you're like, oh, you just want to call them up and be like, it's not real. See, I'm trying to think of right. Like Echo has a British accent. The show, the the yeah, I listen to the best show, 
the probably the only comic book one. I don't even listen to ours because I'm here when we record you it. Son of a I bitch. listen to the Monday one because I don't hear all of it. I listen to. You don't hear all the cool stuff I put in there in between and, and at the end. And, oh, I guess not. Bastard. I guess I should start. No. I listen to iPhone, I don't really, I listen I don't really to do any of that. Basketball Jones is one of my favorite ones. I want to look him up. I don't even up. like the NBA that much, but they're really funny. And it's really fun to listen to them. <laughs> you don't love this stuff. game. I, love I don't. I don't. Uh, I just think they're really funny to listen to, and it's uh, nice. And I, I've been doing a podcast about the Justice League of America. That's right. Yeah. Why, why are you? Just you have another podcast? Yeah, he's doing, doing it on doing his own. Well, I, I know you do. Oh, you're doing your own. Yeah, because I was doing a blog where I was writing about each issue as I was writing, uh, as I was reading, because I just thought it'd be kind of a fun thing. Yeah. To like read every, you know, read all the issues in order, and then like write a little review of them. Then I got it became too hard it was so long to write them because i'm really anal about like editing it mm-hmm. and i was like i should just do, just do it, like an eight minute podcast right. like a nine minute podcast and get over it so i've been doing it let's just put it days. on our feed from i know i don't want to because it? it's not he, the, wants it's not he wants to fly on his own oh, I, all right. fly, I like okay. my own okay. little world where okay, i only have fine. like did you know, i like three listeners people. yeah no i have like 50 <laughs> listeners and i'm totally fine with that because i just like doing it right i think it's fun to did i tell did i say on the show about my other show no that I'll be starting? No. Oh, mine's called Tom point. versus the Justice. With Casey? Oh, the, no, you've never talked about it. I, I mean, you talked about it on the show? I don't think so. Maybe you did. Yeah. Uh, the Devil in Me is going to be... Uh, Casey has been bugging me since before I even knew of your show. Uh, so ever since she listened to the Gilmore Girls podcast, which featured a husband and wife team. I think we talked about this. Yeah. You're not married. She, the, this podcast had a husband and wife asshole. Um, Take weed. Yeah. Fuck stick. Uh, and asshole. ever since she listened to that podcast, she just thought they were oh so cute together and has bugged me and bugged me to uh, do a podcast with her. So what is it going to be? Uh, Nothing. It'll just, just be us two talking. Of you talking? It, it, uh, right now I have a little... Will she be able to actually physically talk? Yeah, I talked about I brought that incident up. Yeah, I brought that incident up. <laughs> Well, remember, uh, because we put it on, uh, that's not hidden. I, I put up a thing, I put up a second blog, like uh, on my blog, so you can find it. The Devil and uh, Devil and Me. Yeah, Devil and Me. That's a cool name. And, um, Who's the Devil? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, the, the tagline is uh, what it sounds uh what living with someone for eight years sounds like. That's the podcast. <laughs> so I, I think that I Can believe, I come on it sometimes? Absolutely. Cool. She already she already said that. She said, I, now I have special friends that I am bringing oh, on. Special friends? Yeah, and I was like, that's awesome. Because maybe, you know, like, <laughs> I like that shit. <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah, so yeah, that's but that I think that's going to be the. Jeez, ne- everybody's got other podcasts. I'm going to start a fucking pod, another podcast. The Devil and Me, and it's going to be. I, I want it to be. We'll, obviously, we're a couple, and we've been together for a long time, and, and so that stuff will come up. And I think uh, we probably have a lot of listeners of the show out there that probably have, you know, we just want to kind of yeah. I don't, I don't want to say it's a relationship right, show, right? But it's gonna. I mean, naturally, it will. It'll end up being uh, a lot about like ta- like if we're watching about this movie and what you know, we're gonna have different tastes, and it's gonna. Sure. He and says, some, Jesus. I think it's funny that um, Scotty's doing a show um, with a woman, and I'm doing a show about. Comic books I'm reading by myself. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I like how he's taking a break from his comic book podcast to do a, <laughs> to do a comic a book show, even more about comic books. Uh, so, <laughs> all right, it's like eight minutes long. I'm doing uh, the tunnels, uh, the tunnel, tunnel by, cast, by myself. 
Fuck all you guys. All right, let's wrap. Let's wrap this. All right, let's wrap this puppy up. I guess that's enough for Get one an night. Omelet. Um, thanks to everybody uh, for being here. Yeah, both you guys. Um, not Chris because he was too yeah. sick. Um, thanks to Mark for hosting us. I uh, want to remind everybody that this episode is sponsored by InStockTrades.com. Go there and buy stuff. Um, that's about it. So we'll see you all again next week. Maybe uh, we'll do the club next week, hopefully. And I finally so. talk about uh, SLC Punk. Finally. And I the Misfits. I might have to rewatch I'm, that I'm, movie. <laughs> I like, got really, watched it like a while ago. Really, really interested in what everybody thinks about the album more than anything else. Really? Yeah. I'm I'll kill really, the really... baby today. Because I love. Because I love. I mean, I still to this day I was listening to that on the yeah. way here. Yeah. Because yeah, I thought we were talking about the book. And uh, we'll hold off on that discussion. No, I know. I'm not going to get into it. But uh, <laughs> hold on. But yeah. I still like get into it yeah. listening to it even now. But uh, so I find music to be. I music is the to me is the most intriguing. Uh, form of entertainment because of music is one of those art forms that really means like it means something so much to you that two years down the line can mean nothing to oh, yeah, to the person after you you know like yeah. I don't think there's any I mean movies you tend to be able to bridge and, and last and become but there's something and, and usually and sometimes it even music won't hit somebody till years years you know years and years later like they'll you know so you're be, saying you didn't care for it no 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 i'm just, <laughs> jesus christ it's just like a weird time it's thing. okay it's a, it's a weird time thing where like um sometimes music that isn't i don't from care even your, your time bad. period all of a sudden you weirdly connect to and yeah, then it yeah, falls yeah. out and then it you it's, find yeah, something else from a that's different what i said time it's, it's so intriguing because there's no possible way to pinpoint it like uh, like there will what be somebody is going to get yeah into, because yeah, of what or like when or what that cd means to you now because of what it meant to you when you discovered it right and, and your age and that time or or things like you never know when some like well hendrix for example oh. right there was a time it's in my life. life where i just thought hendrix was noise yeah and it didn't was until later where i actually realized like oh my god this guy is a genius. Well, you know, Cell just walked away, so yeah. that means the show is not ending. Oh! oh! The devil inside. The devil inside. We're sort of doing devil like a... Inside. You walked away, so the show oh. couldn't end. Yeah. Oh. All right, let's, ra- let's, let's wrap it. up. All this right. is well, going insane directions. Thank, Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thanks uh, Thank you. for listening. We're that was the ending. Levi Tunes, and we were sponsored by people. Jesus. Goodbye. Jesus Christ. That was the ending. That, that will be everywhere... In and around uh, comics. comics. With no host. With no, yeah, no, no fucking hope. direction. No, no direction. No, hope. no rudder. <laughs> no hope. <laughs> Fuck Where's Putin? the captain? Where's the captain? <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time when the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same, bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Oh, no time.